Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to a vacation week of glowing weak points. Woo! I'm your host, John. With me, as always, my co-host, Wombat. Hey, what's up, Wombat? How you doing? Oh, you know, you asked me that an hour and a half ago, and I'm still <laughs> doing pretty good. You, you taking a break this week? You gonna do the, the edit beforehand so you don't have to do anything this week? Yeah, I might. Although, I'll be honest, he, uh, he last, uh, last week's episode will probably go up a day late, but... Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I have zero faith in you actually doing it ahead of time. I might. I'm in a. You might. I'm in a good mood this week. I may That's do good. it. I'm glad. <laughs> you won't, but I'm. I'm glad. Ah. <laughs> uh, do you want to still do? Uh, what's your glowing weak point? What's your glowing weak point, John? Yeah. Um. All right. So this is Wednesday. Uh, so on vacation, we each cook a meal, um, and it has to be different. Like we don't want to just have, you know, six different Mexican meals. Although I do love Mexican food, uh, but it's just more interesting to have different things. Right. But the rule has, it has to include shrimp because we're right there at the beach and God, I love shrimp. We're in a shrimp farming area, so it's, it's like that day fresh shrimp uh and it doesn't actually get better than that um so for the first night i am doing damn curry which is where you have two different types of curry with a dam of rice down the middle Ooh. and then some some ebby fried shrimp um and that it's gonna be delicious and uh, so I'm. That's that might be my glowing weak point. Alternatively, uh, my wife is doing which. Uh, read, I'm doing again. Um, <laughs> shrimp burgers, uh, where you, you know, chop shrimp up real small and then fry them into a patty. And oh, I thought this would be like a shrimp po' boy or something. No, although that oh man, I should do that next year. <laughs> is it is it too late? Like <laughs> it's never too late for a shrimp po' boy. It's it's never too. I don't, someone else might be doing Cajun though. So, like my dad often does like a low country boil sort of thing. Oh so. okay. I mean they're different, but uh, next uh, next year for sure. Okay, I'll, I'll have to do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, Write it down like the what, magic of Shahrazad. I I, 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 am writing it down right now, and then I'll never remember it. You, or you won't remember why um, it was in there. Yeah. All right. What about you? Since you forced it on me. Okay. Uh, have I mentioned before that I'm polyamorous? Uh, I don't know that you have, but uh. We all knew. Okay. <laughs> it was obvious. Uh, I met somebody. Nice. A dating app worked for me again for the second time in five years. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah. Well, where are you nowadays? Did, did you actually move or did you just kind of shift down the street? Well, we pretty much just shifted across town. Okay. Yeah. So you're still still in fuck all nowhere. Yeah. 
<laughs> but yeah, I met somebody okay. and I've been having fun talking to them. And we're planning on meeting up once her kids start school. Cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, I wish you luck with that. Thank you. All right. Well, let's get into it then. Um, it's uh, it's a series facts. We haven't done this in a while. No, we haven't done this since Christmas. Um, I mean, I so. I think because it's just such an undertaking every time. It is. It's oh gosh, it is. <laughs> Especially <laughs> for you, honestly, who has to find all of yeah. the facts. <laughs> Wait, and and ideally we would do like a couple more of these and just hold on to them that was the intention but again it's just such an undertaking it's so much work and like you told me Um, you told me that you would tell me what we were talking about and i would find some facts of my own and then you never came back to me with that no no and and the reason why is because like as in the past i've done this a little differently uh, I've done it mostly focusing around the developers and like the development cycle of the things and like the changes as it as it went through and and as well they've been like better known things like Metroid or Mario and and you have opinions on those and and I can ask you for for questions and facts and stuff and and you know things and and you're you'll find things that you're interested in that I might not be right. Uh, this was a little different because I basically ran this as a game facts, except, uh, uh, nine game facts. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and, and because of that, it it didn't make sense to do that. It, it all depends on like how I'm running the series facts and what type of series it is. Um, so yeah, it, it ended up being all me but okay this week we're talking about king's quest oh what an undertaking you took (laughs) yeah why'd you choose Uh, why'd you choose this one john i i chose this one because of roberta williams right it was on my list purely because of roberta williams right i mean you have to yeah she's she's a badass and and she deserved to be talked about and i i didn't it wasn't like King's Quest was not on my list. It it's it wasn't a game for me to talk about. Roberta Williams was on my list. And, <laughs> and when it comes to that, this is the the really the game she's known for. So Right, we we ha- we're we're definitely entering a new hero into our canon uh this week. A sexy new hero, but we'll get to that <laughs> at the very end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh on the level of Yoshio Kia, this one. <laughs> Kinda, yeah. Yeah. Uh, King's Quest is a graphic adventure game series created by Roberta Williams at Sierra On Dash Line. Yep. That's the way it's always spelled. Yep. It was really frustrating spelling it that way every time. Because <laughs> <laughs> y- your fingers want to say just online online but instead you have to dash and then capitalize the line yeah (laughs) and like it doesn't matter at all like there there are a lot of thing of decisions i do with this that don't matter at all for instance sierra online being spelled correctly doesn't matter 
at the end of the day, I could just do Sierra online as a string of letters, and you would have read it. But <laughs> I, I, I've done too much MLA in my life. And <laughs> I've taken too many English courses. Um, Your brain that, says do it correctly. Do it do right. <laughs> Every single time I've got a game or a movie in here, you can bet your ass that it is italicized. <laughs> Ridiculous. It's uh, <laughs> always done correctly. In King's always. Quest, italicized, you largely play as various members of the royal family of the Kingdom of Daventry, except for the last game, in which you play as the Tanner slash Knight Connor of Daventry, as well as the later roped-in first game, as they go on quests to save their kingdom. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of like a like a um a king's quest uh, uh yeah 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 if you would <laughs> uh these games pioneered the use of animation and pseudo 3d environments in graphic adventure games allowing the character to be more than just a png on a rendered background actually able to walk around the environment around items and behind screens and walls it's a big deal. Yeah, like I mean, nothing it, did that it, before. It, it, it's it's a genuinely big deal. Like before, uh, like we we talked about Labyrinth, the graphic adventure game last week, I think. Yeah, and and it there there's no walking around with it. Like you 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 type right, and then it takes you to the next screen. It's graphical. There there is a picture of you, the person on screen. And the walls of the labyrinth and, like, doors and stuff and the creatures that show up. But it is not really interactive. <laughs> and the picture is kind of a placeholder just to make your brain know you're the doing rest. a thing. Yeah. Like, y there's a door there and there's a thing there. But, like, it says that there's a rickety door that's loose on one hinge and there's a hole in the thing. It just, all the doors look exactly the same. You have to actually read the thing to see what the information is about it. But it is a graphical adventure game. King's Quest made it so that you can actually walk here and there and your character animatedly moves across the screen to the place that you tell him to walk cool and then looks picks up the thing and looks at it and then puts it back down if you tell him to or put him in it in your backpack it's uh i don't i can't think of the word it's new it's different it's fucking awesome it is yeah it's way better <laughs> As with most graphic adventure games, the primary mechanics are using items you had found earlier in the game, or using your character's senses, look, listen... Groundbreaking! Thank you. <laughs> look, listen, <laughs> smell, taste, and touch, to interact with puzzles in the game. The puzzles in King's Quest could be rather difficult at times, including requiring you to make your own map of labyrinths and deserts, solving riddles, and lots of logic... I'm going to put that in quotation marks based <laughs> puzzles yeah but at least it's not as bad as uh a certain game we mentioned recently where if you don't pick up a random thing in the beginning you lose right uh <laughs> i mean I, I i was hearing about uh fucking halcyon dreams or something some shit like that it was by the guy who made space ace 
and the the okay. it was a game that he made later. Uh, and at the beginning of the game, after you beat the tutorial, it hands you like three special magic scrolls. And a lot of the time, they do nothing if you don't use them in the correct place. But there's a couple of times mm-hmm. where they do get you out of, like, sticky situations, right? Mm-hmm. But if you use it in one of those, instead of at the place where you're meant to take it to, then it's just gone forever, and you can never beat the game. But the game doesn't end. It doesn't end, John. Okay. You just can't... It soft locks you. Yeah, that sucks. Right. And you just have to start from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Normally, during a series facts, we'd start talking about the creators and company now. But we're switching this up and doing it more like a normal game facts this time. Starting with the games. Uh, So, have you... I mean, presumably at this point, from your reactions, you've heard of King's Quest. Obviously, yes. Okay, yeah. I mean, I, I figured, but... I have to ask. Uh, have you played any of them? Absolutely not. And I ne- and I never will. <laughs> but I've really no. enjoyed watching people play them. Okay. Yeah. Like I I watched uh, especially I think King's Quest 5 is one I've watched all the way through somebody play. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And that one it, it looks good. I'm just listen. The it's the the logic based puzzles. I am never going to pick up a King's Quest game because uh, I think TV Trips calls it moon logic, where it's it's just bullshit. It's just bullshit. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, let's keep going. Yeah. Uh, the first King's Quest game is not actually the first game in the series. That title goes to Wizard and the Princess alternatively titled adventure in serenia it's a better name that's a better it is, name it, way better name yeah <laughs> in wizard and the princess you play as a happy wanderer who answers the challenge of king george to save princess priscilla from the evil wizard harlan in his mountain castle far away in so doing you are rewarded with half the king's kingdom and presumably the hand and marriage of the princess Harlan is a good evil wizard name. It is. It's it's just a, it's normal enough to be like, yeah, I mean Harlan's a name, but also uncommon enough to be like, yeah, I would only name a shitbag Harlan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like like that's a normal name, and then you think about it you're like, and whoever gets named that probably ends up doing bad things. I mean, it, it's spelled differently, but the only person in the real world I can think of named Harlan is Harlan Ellison, who is, in his own right, an evil wizard. (laughs) 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 Very talented, but also sucks fucking ass. (laughs) (laughs) While the game came out before the King's Quest series was devised, and does not mention Daventry at all, later in King's Quest V, you return to Serenia, which is then depicted as a neighboring country. Timeline-wise, the game takes place several years before King's Quest V. Whatever that means. Right. Uh, I didn't. Re- I didn't realize that it it was a return to a place that had been introduced before. Uh, yeah. Uh, 
yeah, they just kind of decided it was <laughs> made it. <laughs> because Wizard and Prin- Wizard and the Princess is definitely not a King's Quest game until it became one. Right. Next in the list is King's Quest, alternatively titled King's Quest 1, Quest for the Crown, in which you play as the brave knight Sir Graham in his quest to return the kingdom's three stolen legendary treasures. Also, you have to pronounce it that way, Sir Graham. Mm-hmm. Well, because it's, it's got an E at the end. Right. It, it's not Graham. Like, like, it's well, not Graham. No. If you say Graham, you're a fucking moron. I'm, I will yeah, fight it's, you. it's... <laughs> it's, it's Graham. Graham. Or if you're trying to save on time, it's Sir Graham. Mm-hmm. Yeah. These treasures include a chest of gold, a great. Sh- a, a, a legendary treasure cannot be a chest of gold. Unless uh, it is cursed. Or unending. Yes. Yeah, that yeah. that is acceptable also, but just a no. no- it's just a chest of gold. <laughs> I, that was that was like I was reading through this. The the legendary treasures first on the list, a chest of gold. And it's not it's not Pirates of the Caribbean cursed gold. It's not like you nope. mentioned an unending gold like fountain or something. Uh, not that I know of. <laughs> it's just it, it's it's a chest and it's got a bunch of gold in it. Yep. Um, a great shield, and a magic mirror. Finding those throughout the land of Daventry, requiring Graham to, uh, Graham, my bad, to climb magic beanstalks, face leprechauns, and fight dragons, you return them to the king who, childless, makes you the new king for your service. Hence, the king's quest. Mm-hmm. A quest for the king, but also a quest to, to become, become king. king. King Graham. Yes, uh, the interesting thing about those treasures is that uh, the chest of gold clearly is not magical or legendary <laughs> in any way. The great shield also appears to be not magical or legendary in any well, way. Well, see, I'll accept, a, that's- I'll accept a great shield as a legendary treasure because you could just say, like, oh, this was wielded by our king, like three four five generations ago and it's 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 a national treasure like yeah sure the only thing that's really legendary is the magic mirror (laughs) which they just stole from snow white yeah (laughs) everything about all of these games is just stolen from fairy tales oh yeah i mean obviously uh, the the original versions of the game worked for IBM PC Ju- JR computers. Yeah, PC Junior. Uh, PC Junior. Okay, but as with many old games and software of the time, was not compatible with machines with more than 128 kilobytes of memory. <laughs> that's that's kilo. That's not even megabytes. No, kilo- kilobytes with a K. Yeah. That's a text document nowadays. <laughs> yeah. The next year, they re-released it with support for high-capacity machines. Those high-capacity machines had a whole megabyte of memory. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. No? 256. 256, 256. kilobytes? Yes. <laughs> yep, that's what it went up to. Uh, Yeah. 
Man, computers have come a long way. In King's Quest II, Romancing the Throne, you play as King Graham. Now it's Graham. From the previous game, the very same one, no change, no change at all. Uh, similar to the plot of the Santa Claus 2, you must acquire a bride. Similar to the plot of Shrek, the magic mirror tells you of a beautiful young woman, Valenice, in captivity in a far-off tower. Similar to the plot of... Uh, oh, forget it. You travel through sea, air, and even death to get the keys to face the witch Hagatha and save Valenice. Yep. Yep. I mean, to be fair, Shrek, Shrek came after King's Quest. As, it's, it's true. As did the Santa Claus 2. <laughs> you're, you're right. <laughs> Santa Claus 2 was riffing off of King's Quest 2, Romancing the Throne. Right. This is just Romancing the Stone, isn't it? <laughs> You'll get there. <laughs> In the process of these travels, you meet Neptune, the god of the sea, as well as Count Dracula, the god of death, whom you kill, and Little Red Riding Hood, the god of killing wolves? I don't know, it falls apart there. In the end, you save Valenice and marry her. <laughs> like, throwing these gods at you, and then also Little Red Riding Hood. Wait, oh wait, is Count Dracula the god of death? Yes. Oh, yeah. I thought it was trying to yeah. say that Count Dra I thought you were trying to say Count Dracula and the god of death were two separate characters. No, 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 no. Obviously not. Obviously. Everyone knows that Count Dracula is the god of death. Exactly. Haven't you played every Castlevania game? No, I haven't. <laughs> well, you, you should. I've played some. But also, you shouldn't. Right. I will never fucking have, play Simon's Quest. don't. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's not. That you great. could not pay me to play Simon's Quest. <laughs> <laughs> the title is a parody of the 1984 Robert Zemeckis film, "Romancing the Stone," featuring Michael Douglas, Kathleen Turner, and Danny DeVito. I've watched that yep. movie. I don't remember anything about it except that I pretty, I, I kind of liked it. Okay. Yeah. This came out the same year or the year after. I don't. I don't remember which one. Um, watch Romancing the Stone. I remember it being good. Play Romancing the Throne. It's like the Santa Claus 2. <laughs> <laughs> so, there are clearly a lot of references here to standard fairy tale tropes, and, in fact, Roberta Williams credits an early love of particularly the Lang's fairy books, the blue fairy book, the red fairy book, the yellow fairy etc., for the design decisions throughout. What's your favorite fairy tale book or tale itself? Uh, I don't have. I have a copy of the Grimm's fairy tales. Uh, okay. I, yeah. I, I don't read it. <laughs> the Grimm's ones are dark. Yeah. And the they're they're based off of even darker ones. Um, like for example, in Sleeping Beauty, um, the original version of Sleeping Beauty has the prince find her and then. Uh, he has sex with her for several years, during which uh, she gets pregnant and gives birth to children. While she's um, asleep. While she's asleep. Yeah, he, he, he rapes the princess for years um, while she's in a coma. 
Yeah. Great. Uh, eventually she she wakes up, but not due to love or anything like that. Um I Disney really like, salvaged <laughs> that one is what we're saying. <laughs> Yeah, and it's like, and but, it's but, not great. <laughs> no, it's not because it's it's still rapey. Like you, you hey, fun fact: you can't consent when you're asleep, <laughs> and if you can't consent, it's assault. Well, and the um, the bigger issue is that uh, Aurora has no fucking agency at all in in Disney Sleeping Beauty. Yeah. So even even the salvaging of this story is still very misogynistic. Like, yeah, not good. No, um, I have several of the Langs Fairy books, and they are stellar. Um, my favorite one that I have is the yellow one, the yellow fairy book. Um, but I also have several Grimm's books, and I have a uh, East of the Sun, West of the Moon, which is another very good one. Um, um, my favorite fairy tales are always the ones that um, follow. I think his name is Boots. Boots. There's just a series of them that follow. I mean, they're all different people, but they all they name their their young lad Boots. <laughs> That's just the name of the hero, and he, he just every single time they're badass. So, uh, my favorite is Rapunzel. I like Rapunzel a lot. Okay. Um, but mostly because it's one of the few Grimm's tales where, like, the heroes don't suck and they actually get kind of like a happy ending. Yeah. Uh, like, like uh, the 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 male hero of Rapunzel gets fucking blinded and still follows his love into the desert to find her. That's that's romantic as shit. Uh, it is and then he and rapunzel defeat the witch and he's cured of his blindness and then they just get to live a happy life it's fucked up of her parents though that she's that they sold her to this witch because they were just like broke um i think it might be the glass mountain or there's one where they're like you have to climb up three mountains like one is made of glass and one is made as like diamond and one is made of emeralds or something like that and i don't know it's it's good but i guess we should continue okay <clears throat> oh shit and you okay there yeah my monitor almost fell over <laughs> the fucking blanket man <laughs> I can't wait for this to be better. <laughs> in King's Quest Three, to air is human. That's air spelled like the heir to the throne. You you get it. You play as the shepherd boy Gwydion, who escapes from the. Wait, did we skip? Oh no, we did talk about King's Quest Two. Yeah. Uh, you play as the shepherd boy Gwydion, who escapes from the wicked wizard Mananan by turning him into a car. <coughs> cat. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> by turning him into a cat. And then learns he is actually the long-lost Prince Alexander of Daventry, son of Graham, and his sister Princess Rosella is being sacrificed to a three-headed dragon to save the kingdom. Sounds like a Hydra to me. It does sound like a Hydra. 
Yeah, especially since it's a like on the coast, it's a coastal dragon, so like water-based dragon, multiple heads. That's a hydra. He should get up on it's the hydra's back. Mm-hmm. He should. <laughs> he then gets captured by pirates, steals their treasure, kills the dragon with lightning, and does such a bang-up job saving the kingdom that his father passes on his adventuring cap to the next generation. This is. I thought Graham was the main uh, character of more games. I guess. Uh, he he gets another one. Okay. Um, in King's Quest IV, The Perils of Rosella, it picks up immediately where the last game had left off, and that next generation is apparently Princess Rosella and not her brother who saved the kingdom. <laughs> also, immediately after tossing them his hat, King Graham has a massive heart attack and is left on his deathbed. Yep. <laughs> Like, man, that, that throw was a good throw. Like, it was so so good it overloaded his heart. And he had an infarction. Like, Fort- wow. Fortunately, using the magic mirror, they contact the good fairy Janesta, who knows of a magic fruit that can heal the king. However, the evil fairy Lalotte has stolen Janesta's talisman, and Janesta will die in 24 hours if she doesn't get it back. Quickly getting the fruit is no issue, but she's swiftly captured by Lalotte and forced to earn her freedom by stealing the golden hen, a unicorn, and Pandora's box. Instead of letting her go, she offers her as a spouse to her hideously deformed son, Edgar. But Edgar betrays her, and they shoot her with Cupid's bow? (laughs) Yeah, I... So now she's in love with them? Like, that's what I know about Cupid's bow, but apparently she just dies. This is, this um, is a lot happening. It is. <laughs> also, Janesta, great name for a fairy. Same with Lulot. Yes. Although, I, I might have pronounced it Lulotti, just to, just to be yeah. just to be contrarian. But you didn't correct me, so I'm guessing it's pronounced Lilot. I don't know. I didn't... I don't know that it's voice acted. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, then they go back and return all the stolen creatures and items and heal the king with the magic fruit. Oh, and Janesta makes Edgar pretty, but Rosella decides not to marry him anyways. Yep. Oh, well. Yep. Ugh... I mean, Rosella can decide who she wants to marry. It's true, yeah. She does eventually find someone. Uh, In King's Quest V, absence makes the heart go yonder. You play as King Graham. John, I can't can't keep (laughs) pretending that this didn't happen. Okay. He was was Graham before. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. Who who stole his e? <laughs> okay. I don't. Uh, whoever decided to change the name in game two, <laughs> because game one he's Graham, and in game two he's Graham, and then he's Graham forever onwards. You know, becoming a king, Correct. becoming a king, you have to transfer an e. That that's what happens. Yeah. Yeah, when when Rosella becomes queen, she'll just be Rosla. 
E, e, or, or maybe Alex Alexander will be Alexander. The E stands for equality, and once you become king, there's no more of that. Nope. <laughs> Toss that out the window. Right. Uh, but you play as King Graham, who upon returning from a walk finds his castle has disappeared. He learns from an owl that the evil wizard Mordak, brother of Cat Mananan, has taken the castle. I forgot Mananan was a cat. <laughs> has taken the yeah. castle, and the only one who can help him is the good wizard Crispin in Serenia. Uh, meeting with Crispin, he gives him an old wand as well as a piece of white snake that allows Graham to speak to animals. Not sure how he was doing it up to this point. And goes to stop Mordak, who is going to feed the royal family to his cat brother. <laughs> they're, they're really leaning into, like... He's a cat now. Like, you would think that Mordak would just reverse the spell. Because, I mean, Alexander used one of Mananan's spells to convert Mananan to a cat. You'd think Mordak would just uh, undo that. But no. <laughs> and and it, you, po you point out correctly that he learned from an owl about the story. And then mm -hmm. from Crispin, he, rece he receives... A piece of white snake that allows Graham to spot, speak to animals. Yeah. So how did he communicate with that <laughs> owl? Uh, magic, but not white snake magic. I don't know. And he's not a wizard either. So here we go again on our own, going down on the road we've ever known. What the fuck are you doing? I'm singing a white snake song. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. Fuck off. Move on. Graham then explores to find his castle and slays Mordak in a wizard duel. Graham's a wizard now? With the Yeah. Yeah. With the help of another captive of Mordak, the Princess Casima of the Land of the Green Isles. For reasons you will soon recognize beyond the first game tie-in, this game is really just about providing a connecting point for other games, although it technically can stand on its own. Um, yep. And now that I'm seeing King's Quest VI, uh, I do know that I've watched that one be played as well. Okay, and gosh, okay, I'll, I'll have questions about this. <laughs> uh, in, <laughs> I mean, do we have anything to say about five first? Other than what the fuck was all that? I I no idea. <laughs> so like he he gets in a wand and then he fucks about and somehow gets access to Mordak's book of magic and then kills Mordak, Mordak with his own spells. And then like, the game is over. D and then the game is over and and Casima was there. Cool for like the end. <laughs> Yeah. Pretty much just uh, as a lead into the next game. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. In King's Quest VI, Air Today, Gone Tomorrow, you play as Prince Alexander, off to the land of the Green Isles to make love to Princess Casima, whom he has met only once before and briefly at that. Yeah, pretty much just the end of the last game was like, Oh, hi, we've saved you all, and then teleported them all back. What happened to Gwydion? Gwydion is Alexander. Oh! <laughs> yeah, that, that, that was stated. Um, was it? 
then learns he is actually the long-lost Prince Alexander of Daventry, Gun of Graham. Oh, okay. Oh, you're right. You're yeah. right. Fact 15. Yep. Yeah. I just completely forgot that his name changed once he he learned who he was. Yeah, because he's not important after game two until game six. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Or, sorry, game three. Game three. Right. Yeah. Uh, the game is widely recognized as a high point for the series with high-quality graphics, a 3D introduction movie, professional voice acting. Robbie Benson voiced both Prince, Prince Alexander in this and the Beast in Disney's Beauty and the Beast, as well as an open world with multiple potential endings based on your choices. Like, that's a big get Yeah, for voice actor. Like, Robbie Benson's a big get. Yeah. No, it's cool. And I do remember the voice acting in this pretty being pretty good. Yeah. It was not cringeworthy like at all. <laughs> as as these games can sometimes be. Yes, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> the various green isles include the Isle of the Crown, Arabian Nights themed with Princess Casima's vizier attempting to force her to marry her. Him. Him. The Isle of Wonder, Alice in Wonderland themed. Uh, which means it's just nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the Isle of the Sacred Mountain, think Olympus and Hercules. This also has an infamous mountain to get to climb up it that is, uh, like, it's complete bullshit to climb this mountain. I remember watching, mm. I think it was the Game Grumps climb this mountain, and it legit took them, like, four or five episodes Okay, I was about to ask, not how many minutes, how many episodes it took them. Yeah, like four or five episodes. Each one is like 10 or 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was bad. Uh, the Isle of the Beast, Beauty and the Beast, with the Beast amusingly voiced by Townsend Coleman, uh, Michelangelo, the, the Tick, the... I wish I could see you in person. <laughs> Do you, is this the tick from the recent Amazon Prime series, The Tick? No, this is the tick from the original The Tick. Oh. Yeah, this he he voiced Michelangelo from TMNT. He voiced The Tick from The Tick. And uh, he voiced Spot from the 7-Up ads. Right, my mouth just dropped when I saw Spot. <laughs> Um, instead of just having Robbie Benson, the previous voice of the Beast, voice the Beast, uh, mm-hmm. and two hidden and less Disney-inclined aisles. Uh, so did you have more questions about King's Quest Six? Yeah. I might I mean, not like, remember everything, everything that happened, so... It, it really sounds like super Disney to me. Like, like... I understand Disney has taken a lot of fairy tales and co-opted them for for itself. But there's a difference between sounding like Disney because it's a fairy tale and sounding like Disney because at this point you're just looking through the catalog of Disney movies that you haven't done yet and pulling out the ones and putting them in your game. Well, and it's it's a little bit more (laughs) obvious in this one. Because they do venture outside of just fairy tales. Like, you can make yeah. the argument that the Arabian Nights is fairy tales. 
Uh, yeah. Uh, but once you get into Alice in Wonderland, that's just a book by a pedophile. And mm-hmm. uh, Olympus is Greek mythology. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, Beauty and the Beast is, again, a fairy tale. Classic fairy tale. Um, but, uh, like, still. Yeah, it, it's... it's this, 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 this really feels like... Especially, like... The the Be- Beauty and the Beast is a classic fairy tale, but it's like one fairy tale. They do enough it's, to it's, differentiate it's not, everything so that it's not just like, oh, this feels like Disney. But when you draw okay. the comparison, like when you state it outright, it's very obviously like, yeah, that is Disney. Yeah. But like, okay, we can move on. Yeah. Speaking of having a Disney hard on. King's Quest Seven: The Princeless Bride, Princeless Bride. Yeah, Prince. I love these titles. Princeless Bride. <laughs> I love them. They're all terrible, wonderful puns. Features high-resolution graphics, eerily similar to Disney films of the early '90s. I have never seen King's Quest Seven. Uh, here, let me. It, uh, well, I mean, you you just look it up. Just just go just go, real quick. Look, just just real quick. Type in King's Quest Seven. Go to images. Um, first thing you'll see is the cover, which looks which... exactly like Jafar. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but like everything about it looks. It's very Disney. Like Disney. Like it is classic. I wouldn't say it looks like nineties. I wouldn't say it looks like nineties Disney. I would actually say this looks more like Sleeping Beauty. Okay, so like eighties Disney. Yeah, or, or the Sleeping Beauty's the sixties. Like this looks like Cinderella or Sleeping Beauty, like that era hmm. of Disney. Interesting. Yeah. See, I'd place this more along the lines of. Like you said, like Jafar, Aladdin. No, the 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 cover art is one hundred percent just a ripoff of the Aladdin cover art. Yeah, it's it's just Jafar, but they made the face slightly more feminine. Right. Um, but only slightly. But uh, when I look at actual screenshots of the game, like the color, the color and everything, the saturation, it's very sixties Disney. Okay. Yeah. I I still think it's it's closer than that, but that's fine. Like this is back when our old anti-Semitic favorite cartoonist was still uh, making shit. Oh, you mean Disney? Yeah. <laughs> but I mean the the one it's named after. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Walter. Walton Disney. <laughs> Not of the Walmart Waltons. No. Although just as corrupt. <laughs> In King's Quest Seven, you play as both Queen Valenice and recently transformed into a troll, Princess Rosella, as they attempt to transform her back and find her true love. Uh, have we have we reached the two thousands yet? Can we say they stole that from from Shrek? No. Nope, the 94. Oh, okay, so Shrek took this. Shrek took this from King's Quest. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 
this and that thing from earlier. Yeah. <laughs> but also, no, but... <laughs> There's the evil enchantress Militia of the land Eldritch, and a Prince Edgar who Rosella presumably ends up marrying sometime after the game. But at this point, we know what happened, so let's just go over the new fairy tale themes introduced. <laughs> Wait, I thought she didn't marry Princess Edgar. I want to make a Prince point. Edgar. There are two Prince Edgars in this series, and they are different. They're, this is a different Prince Edgar. This is a different Prince Edgar. From everything that I understand about this... This is a completely separate prince. This is Prince Edgar of the land Eldritch, not Prince Edgar, the son of uh, whatever her name was. Right. Um, Lolot. Yeah. So, my understanding is this is a completely different Prince Edgar, and she just has a thing. She just has a thing for Edgars. <laughs> Yeah. Don't let her near Edgar Allan Poe, that pretty little sad boy. Yeah. Well, at least certainly uh, not until she reaches a certain age. 13. Uh, beyond, like, beyond 13. <laughs> we need her to be more than 13 years old before she meets him. Edgar Allan Poe doesn't. And uh, preferably <laughs> not to have the Black Death. But uh, right. uh, he would prefer to have her to have a disease. Right, I mean, consumption. Yeah. Tuberculosis. Uh-huh. Yeah. The white death. Sorry, I said the black death. Yeah, which is a completely different thing. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry, I picked the wrong disease that's killed hundreds of thousands of people throughout history. To be fair, uh, the black death killed a third of Europe. Or yeah. no, no. No, yeah, a third of Europe and a quarter of the entire world's population. <laughs> it, lowered, it lowered the temperature of the Earth. Yeah. <laughs> we definitely don't have anything that could do that today. <sighs> we have a queen-princess argument over who the girl should marry. We have a troll kingdom underground. We have a stag lord of the hunt and a tree mother nature. Pocahontas. We have a cheese moon. We have King Oberon and Queen Titania. I, I associate that more with Persona now than any fairy tale, to be honest. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I hate you. And we have an undead realm and the Headless Horseman. Yeah. There's, there's some, some new fairy tale themes. They, they hadn't done those ones yet, so yeah. they decided to add them. Do we... Do we count Sleepy Hollow as a fairy tale? I mean, it's a fairy tale just as much as Alice in Wonderland and uh, Mount Olympus are. I mean, I guess if we don't count fairy tale by, like, age or some other kind of, like, oh, we don't know really where this came from, where it started, that, that kind of criteria, yeah. then it is like a modern fairy tale. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't think fairy tales have to be timeless stories from beyond the grave. I, I think that they can be written today. Um, I do think they need to be timeless. Oh, certainly. Yeah. But I, I meant I meant literally timeless. And like Sleepy Hollow is definitely we don't that know when they came out. Yeah, yeah, it is. 
Okay. I, I mean, it's not great, but it, it is definitely a fairy tale. I like Sleepy Hollow. Yeah, it's not great. I don't like the Johnny <laughs> Depp Sleepy Hollow. Uh, yeah, I, don't, uh, I wouldn't have considered that. <laughs> that one wouldn't be considered a fairy tale. <laughs> so, it's been a while since we had a break, and I feel like we need one. That's, uh, that's a lot of reused fairy tale plots. Uh, speaking of... Are you more of the common boy who through shrewd thought and a caring heart gains, gains great power and saves people sort of fairy tale lover, or the royal-blooded person who is cursed or quested and overcomes all to find love and power sort of pursuer? Uh, do you mean, uh, do I see myself as that, or is no, that what no, I prefer? No, no, like, which, no. Which, which, which do you prefer? Uh... Because a lot of them can really be put into one of those two boxes of like, do you do you like the cursed and or quested um, royal, you know, princess is cursed or or even a prince is cursed to be a goose or something, um, or are you more of the like common boy who's unloved by his family, sets off on his own and and makes a name for himself. I think I tend to gravitate more towards the the stories of commoners rising up to greatness. Um, okay, but I am I I, I really like both. Uh, yeah, oh, I mean, I love all fairy tales in in the fairy in the fairy tale format. I like both yes. of these. Uh, like like outside <laughs> outside of this, when we get to like other kinds of stories. Uh, people who are like well off or royals or they can fuck off. They can completely goddamn yeah, fuck yeah. off. Yeah, agree. Agree. <laughs> yeah, hard agree. Um, but in also, inside the uh, context of fairy tales, this is either one is pretty good. Like I'm thinking back to like mm-hmm. Black Cauldron. Love Black Cauldron. Common boy yeah. becomes uh, becomes great through his own his own uh, abilities. That's pretty good. Another, yeah, classic, classic book. Although it's it's called the Book of Three for the first one. And well, I was talking about the the Disney movie. The Disney movie that's trash. <laughs> the, the, Dis, the Disney movie is actually garbage compared to the books. I mean, it's confused. Uh, and I don't even particularly like the books, uh, but they are definitely classic fairy tales, um, or fairy tale plots. Uh, I I agree. I'm I'm more of the common boy person, especially the one where like the he's the youngest and his brothers all made fun of him and his family kicks him out and then he becomes king or something. Right. Like, <laughs> and then he he's like ah, toss him in a barrel down a a, a a mountain or something. Like get rid of them. We don't need them. They're awful. <clears throat> Justice. I mean that's like um, the that's like <clears throat> kind of like a Moses archetype, right? Like yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, like, no, I agree. Yeah, you're you're raised. I mean, at least with Moses, he was born into it, but he was sent down a river like immediately. So he was raised uh, as like a commoner, and then he rose up to greatness through his own ability. Well, strictly speaking, he was raised as greatness, and then he became a commoner, and he threw away his uh, royalty. I mean, he was raised by the princess, so. Oh wait, was I, I've got it yeah. all confused. Yeah, it's been it's a while since I've, I've read the. It, you, you get what I'm saying. 
it's it's still a really good fairy tale. <laughs> um, also, uh, fairy, f a i r y, fairy, f a e r y, or fairy, f a e r i e. What's your preference? So first of all, starting fay and then ending with a y, that can fuck off. That. <laughs> I agree. This. I agree. Nobody should use yeah, that. Whatever the fuck that I, is. I, I, I agree. Um, yeah. Now, fairy in the way that we normally spell it, F-A-I-R-Y, uh-huh. I think that's good when you're talking about something like in our world or something resembling our world. I think that's the way you should spell it for something that is meant to be more of like a uh, like an earth take on whatever's happening. Um, if you're going, okay. if you're going fantasy, you have to spell it F A E R I E. Okay. You have to. If it's fantasy, that's how you spell it. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. So enough break. In King's Quest Eight, I didn't realize there were this many of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They just keep going and going. and It's like the Energizer Bunny of fucking adventure games. Yeah. In King's Quest VIII, Mask of Eternity, you play as the peasant knight, Connor of Daventry, sent by King Graham to reforge the Mask of Eternity that the Arch Archon Lucreto of the Realm of the Sun destroyed. Turning all but Connor to stone. Why did it do that? What? I. It's. It just. Also, how did King Graham of... send him to do it if everyone turned to stone? <laughs> Don't ask questions. Uh, <laughs> and why did it, it turn Connor to stone? to stone? Well, n- not Connor to stone. Uh, so when the Mask of Eternity was destroyed, a shard of the mask fell at Connor's feet, and he picked it up, and then a wave of energy flowed across the continent, turning everyone to stone. Except Connor had was holding a piece of the Mask of Eternity, so he didn't get turned to stone. Oh, okay, that makes sense, at least. No. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I was thinking about uh, Dragon Quest Eight, and um, in Dragon Quest Eight, at the start of the game, the whole castle is this like is, is cursed. This is this is eight. Right, I was talking about Dragon Quest Eight. Oh, Dragon Quest Eight. Right. See, see, sorry, you said blank Quest Eight, and this is blank Quest Eight. <laughs> No, in Dragon Quest VIII, the entirety of the uh, king's castle is cursed. Uh, most of them to stone, but the princess becomes a horse, and the king becomes like a little gro- goblin creature. But there's one other person who survives completely unscathed. A random fucking soldier ju- the, just like walking the battlements. and for So you. Yeah. For the entirety of the game... Pretty much, you have no idea uh, why this one person I- escaped that fate, and you literally are you a bastard son? You you literally have to beat the game and then go back and play more of the game and find a secret area, and then you realize that you're like a half dragon prince. <laughs> so so yeah. this makes more sense than that. <laughs> yes, but most things would. Right. 
Uh, I don't actually have any information on the plot of this, aside from that Connor eventually succeeds and everyone is returned from stone. But this game is weird in that it's still a graphical adventure game like the others, but it also has a first-person mode, and it's 3D, and it's got action-adventure elements and combat. It's all over the place. Yeah, it's it's like... What if we had Ocarina of Time, but also it's just the collection quest? <laughs> I mean, it just sounds it's confused. Like, it's just the trading quest. This, yeah. g- this game just sounds like it doesn't know what it needs to be. Mm-hmm. Um, after all that, we end up with King's Quest 2015, an episodic 3D retelling? Retelling of what? The King's Quest series. The entire series? Yeah. Oh. A la the Princess Bride movie, with an old King Graham sharing the story with his granddaughter Gwendolyn. Uh, just, Good name. I mean, it's just Gwydion, but for a girl. Yes. <laughs> but Gwydion doesn't have any good diminutives. Gwendolyn could be Gwen or... Dolly. Dolly. Dolly, yeah. Wendy? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, perfect. Or Lynn? Man, man uh, the girl who uh, is Wendy's is named after would wishes she was named Gwendolyn. Right. Over, like, Deborah or whatever her name is. Right. Something not Wendy at all. Uh, outside of these main games... Oh, we're not talking about 2015 at all. <laughs> nope. Outside of these nope. main games, there is the Quest for Daventry Pinball Board and Take a Break Pinball, which featured a narrative pinball board adapting to actions made on the board. Also, members of the series show up across the Hoyle's official Book of Games series of digital card games, providing backstories and connections to other characters from other Sierra games. Are, are, are all of the games that end with, like, quest, like, police quest or space quest or whatever, are those all Sierra? I don't think so. Okay. I, you know, I don't, I don't think so. All right. Also, I've never heard of police quest. It might have been called something different, but you play as a fucking bastard cop uh, you know no you're right police quest and it is made by sierra online <laughs> what was the other one you mentioned uh like space quest i think i don't remember i i think space quest is too <laughs> uh sierra entertainment yeah all right so i was right uh, there have been a few King's Quest IX attempts, first by Vivendi Games, looking like a 3D action-adventure game, similar to the later Legend of Zelda games, next by Silicon Knights with no information about it, and lastly by Telltale Games, who announced the title and then never made it. Get your fucking grubby mitts off of King's Quest, Telltale. Yeah. Yeah, fuck off, Telltale, which they did, and promptly died. Right. Again, only two worthwhile games from Telltale. Wolf Among Us and The First Walking Dead. (laughs) The first. Right. Don't play the second season. Don't play the third season. You only need the first one. Uh, With every good game series comes parodies and fan-made support, including King's Quest ZZT. Is that ZZ Top? 
I no idea. There is no uh, information on why it's called ZZT. Uh, and ZZ Top 2, King's Quest 2 and a Quarter, Breast Intentions, fuck you. Uh, Owl's <laughs> Quest, Every Owl Has Its Day, featuring Cedric from King's Quest 5. And Cedric Shooter, where you suit Cedric as many times as possible within 20 seconds. Uh, Which I, is dark. I That's really dark. <laughs> I don't remember a character named Cedric. It, it was the owl. Oh, okay. It was the owl. Yeah, yeah. you just said an owl. Yeah, because it didn't matter until they decided that it did, but the fans decided. I mean, uh, I do recall people don't like Cedric. Uh, He's kind of obnoxiously voiced, and he shows up and annoys you at random points throughout the game. Oh, what? He's a flying uh, small character? Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, listen. The best-known fan game is the parody Peasant's Quest, produced by Mac, Mike and Matt Chapman, the creators of Homestar Runner, wherein the young peasant, rather dashing, vows to kill the destroyer of his cottage, Trogdor. The game was built on a near-perfect replica of the engine Sierra used in their original games. That sounds fun. Which is... It, it is impressive that they're like, we really liked these games, so we're going to make them... And we're going to do it as accurately as possible. <laughs> well, and, and yeah, it, it does sound fun. Yeah. I, I especially like the name Rather Dashing. Yeah, the name of the peasant. Right. All right, congrats. We've gotten through the game facts. God, there's so uh, much. Now we, can, now we can talk about the devs. <laughs> Woo! Finally. So what's your favorite Sierra online game? Uh, I could not tell you if I've ever actually played one. Oh, God. <laughs> My favorite is a toss-up between, um, honestly, the, the Dr. Brain series, because they're all the same game, but they're all really good. Like, here's the thing, um, is I recognize the importance of Sierra to games as a medium, but also... They did not make a single game in a genre that I play. Also, you got to games pretty late, incredibly late. Right. Yeah, I was I, twelve I, I, when I, I got to games in two thousand six. Functionally, Sierra was on its way out. Yeah, if not dead. So, so I, I, I and I wasn't about to go, at twelve go back and play this older shit. <laughs> Um, so, like, the Dr. Brain series is fantastic, and one of the games I played the most as a child was Empire Earth, uh, which is a real-time strategy game where you kind of like Age of Empires, honestly. You, uh, you epic up, um, over time. Like, you, you increase your technological level to the point where you can raise your civilization to the next level um so like you you play through the prehistoric age and then you you epic up to the stone age and then the copper the bronze the dark the middle ages the renaissance eventually like you can even get into space with the the expansion pack that i got um okay and it's really fun it was really fun to to play. It was really fun to dick around in. Um, 
Yeah. Loved it. Yeah, scrolling through Sierra Online's games, I don't see anything that I would have ever played. (laughs) (laughs) All right. But they did a lot. They they did do a lot. They did do a lot. And again, very important to games as a whole. Just never my cup of tea did they make. Yeah. Uh, Second... Wait. Se- nope. S- second, nope. her 37. first game? Thir- 37. Oh. Read fucking 37, dipshit. I thought I read this one already. <laughs> nope. Created by Roberta Williams. Oh, no, you asked the question. She has a few other credits to her name that we'll get to in order. First off, she and her husband together are the co-founders of Sierra Online. Kind of a big deal. Yeah, just, just slightly. Yeah, uh, I was scrolling through the fucking list of games, and it went on forever. Yeah. Also, um, their their co-founders, uh, she has, like, six times as many credits to her name than her husband. Right, Ken so, like, is there, but it's, yeah. it's Roberta's show. Yeah. <laughs> R- Roberta is the shit when it comes to Sierra Online. Uh, Second, her first game, and the first game Sierra published, Mystery House, is the first ever graphical adventure game. Also, one of the earliest horror video games as well. Yeah, like, it is the first graphical adventure game. Oh, shit! (laughs) The first. Oh, I just read the next fucking... Yep, she made that too. But, like, Mystery House is the first ever graphical adventure game we wouldn't have any of the games we had talked about the last three weeks without roberta williams like she created that shit and also with it being one of the earliest horror video games there are like there are references to like games that have horror elements right mystery house is really the first game that is horror that is about horror yeah yeah like in the same way that you would say like like the shining is about horror yeah 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 mystery house is the first game like that the other ones have you know scary things like castlevania existed before here but you're never going to call castlevania a horror game no like it has monsters it's a platformer yeah but mystery house is arguably the first horror video game Lastly, after doing King's Quest, she designed the full-motion video horror game Phantasmagoria, which had a 550-page script, took 200 people to make across two years of development and four months of filming, and cost $4.5 million to create. And let me tell you, it's impressive (laughs) and not worth it. Correct. (laughs) Oh, it, they they spent 1.5 million dollars building a studio so that they could film all the stuff in it as well. Like they spent money on this, and they shouldn't have, because I do know Phantasmagoria, uh. and also not great acting in that either. Oh no, no, none of the actors were really known outside of uh some garbage horror 
right. films. Not not even like Hammer horror. D list. Like, D list horror. horror. Yeah. Yeah. The, this is going. This is going below Sharknado, and you're picking up. You're picking up actors from Lamageddon. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, more big I mean, numbers. You might, you might have two or three Sharknado actors in here, but tops. They, they're they're yeah. They're the actors that weren't front on screen, and and they were cameos because they would have cost too much to keep around. <laughs> oh, money was not an issue for this. <laughs> Apparently not four and a half million dollars in in 90s money in 90s money. Oh, gosh. Uh, Let me let me look at that (laughs) Uh, uh, while you're while you're doing this. uh, I'll I'll look that up. More big numbers. Twenty five different actors were cast more than many movies at the time. Games typically only had 80 ish backgrounds, but more than a thousand appeared in this one. The Character Shop, a professional Hollywood effects shop, made practical effects for the game, including demons ripping heads apart and heads being split in half by pendulums, burning actors, etc. Also, the musical score includes chanting done by a 135 voice choir. Yeah, it's a... They did too much. Uh... Eight point seven million dollars today. That, that's so much for a game of Phantasmagoria's <laughs> level. Uh, so much. Yeah. Um, a more dubious honor, both for Roberta Williams and the studio, is that she appears as one of the three naked women in a hot tub on the cover of their text adventure, Soft Porn Adventure. It sounds worse. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. I I was scrolling through the list. And I'm like, soft porn adventure. Wait, what the fuck did I just read? Wait, there's a. Is she nude on it? Yeah. Like you can see. No, because she's in a hot tub. Okay. But but she is nude in it. She is there. Okay. You, you can you can see the tops of her tits. Okay. I mean, here, there you go. Oh, he just dropped it's a picture in the Discord. One, one on the far right there. The one on the far the, right. Yeah, the one next to the uh, the waiter. Okay. By herself. You can yeah. see the tops of her tits. That is Roberta Williams and her tits. <laughs> <laughs> she has nice hair. She does. She's she's a pretty woman. Um, it sounds worse than it is because it was eventually re-released in a graphical format under the title Leisure Suit Larry in Land of the Lounge Lizards. Iconic series. And it got its start with Roberta Williams' tits on the front of the cover. Wow. <laughs> um, if you've never heard of Sierra Online, then your head's been under a rock. Besides producing all the aforementioned games, they also made such classics as Caesar, the Dr. Brain series, Lords of the Realm, Empire Earth, as well as publishing classics like Tribes and insignificant games like Team Fortress Classic and Half-Life. Yep. Never heard of that one. Nope. And that was just the facts. 42 of them. Wow. Uh... 
This was somehow also more than an hour. Yeah. <laughs> I figured it would be. Okay. Uh, yeah, so that's King's Quest. Uh, more accurately, that's Roberta Williams. and uh, She's awesome. She's, she's awesome. Uh, I mean, she's still around in gaming today, although she was chased off for a bit. Um, I'm she... sure by some fucking losers online. No, actually. Um, oh, no? She, when, uh, <laughs> I'm just going to call them uh, Cuck Enterprises, uh, bought out Sierra Online, uh, part of their agreement was that they would step away from, they being Roberta and Ken, would step away from the industry for at least five years. Oh, it's um, one of those non-compete agreements? Yeah, I hate so those they got so out much for five years, and then those should uh, be illegal. When when they were the five years were up, they're like, we kind of like you know making games, just relaxing. No, no, just relaxing. Oh, uh, and so f- for the most part, they didn't return, and it was it's only recently that Roberta Williams has returned to game development and worked with some things. Um, okay. She always had more of a a hand in the game design than Ken did, so it makes sense that of the two of them to return, she would be the one. So Ken's just sipping margaritas somewhere. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'd love to be. <laughs> I got some Sounds actual great. margarita glasses recently. I'm excited for that. Oh, I've got a bunch of limes that I need to use up before I go on vacation. Make some margaritas. Yeah, I will. Just get That's wasted on margaritas. Uh, t- tonight <laughs> we'll do. Uh, and then yeah. sit in the hot tub like Roberta Williams mm, sounds great except I don't have a hot tub because I'm not rich like Roberta Williams that is her hot tub by the way oh I'm sure um, yeah I mean she she was able to spend four and a half million dollars on fucking Phantasmagoria and it didn't bankrupt yeah. her so <laughs> I mean, Soft Porn Adventure came out quite a bit before Phantasmagoria did. So. <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. Uh, she got the money. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, she was on there as well as uh, Diane Siegel, uh, Sierra Online's production manager, and Susan Davis. Uh, online's bookkeeper and the wife of Bob, Bob Davis, the creator of Ulysses and the Golden Fleece. And then uh, Rick Chipman is the waiter in the photo, uh, who is an actual waiter from a local restaurant. Uh, I like the name Rick Chipman. <laughs> oh, Rick Chipman is a fantastic name. That's pretty good. Um, I think it's also worth mentioning that the background of the hot tub looks like a couple of tits. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're either like wagon wheels that have been boarded up or maybe um, spools. They could be spools. I think it's just, yeah, I think it's just a back. I think it's just a design for the wall. I think that's all it is. It could be, but I mean, it's wood like everything, all the other stuff there. Right, that's what I mean. They built this like wood deck, and then they took it up a wall a bit and did that design with it. Yeah, yeah. I was just saying what they probably used it. Oh, I see. 
to, to build that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, share this with someone whose tits have been in a hot tub. <laughs> My tits have been in a hot tub. <laughs> uh, many times, because I used to know rich people. I don't anymore, because I didn't like them. I think you told me about that once. No, no, I probably told you about the rich person that I did like, but she's dead. No, you um, told me about uh, some friend you used to have who turned out to be a real fucking dickwad. Oh, yeah, he, well, okay, so, he wasn't rich, but he sure acted like he was rich. <laughs> his, his his family is, like, solidly upper middle class. I see. No, you didn't yeah. tell me about this rich person you knew that's dead now. You did not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, her husband is the CFO to uh, a big-ass company. A major corporation? So, Yes. Um, Would you say Fortune 500? I easily. Okay. Easily. Okay. <laughs> they, they have a they have a plot of land with a stable on it for their horses that they have with a lake on their plot of land. Um. Uh, she loved her dogs. Uh. So once a week she would take her dogs to have their hair done and nails clipped and stuff. Once a week. Um, Yes. We're lucky if we can take our dogs to get groomed like once every three months. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like when we want to go like wash our dogs and stuff, we go to Pet Supplies Plus because they have a free wash section there where you can do it yourself. Um, yeah, that's that's how we take care of our dogs. Um, but... I mean, she she didn't know she was rich, and when she learned that she was rich, she took care of uh, all of her friends very well, <laughs> and she was just someone who cared. So good, good person. That's cool. But but she's dead now. I'm sorry. So yeah, me too. Anyways, on this downer of an ending, uh, we'll we'll see you next week. Well, we'll just remind everyone about Roberta Williams' tits being on the front of Soft Porn Adventure again. Yeah, everyone, go Google Soft Porn Adventure. <laughs> kids, kids, go look up Soft Porn Adventure. Kids don't listen to this uh, podcast, and if they do, you no. need to stop. <laughs> no, see, that wasn't a statement. That was a uh, that was an order. Kids. Don't listen to this podcast. Right. If you are listening right now and you are below, you know, I'll give you 16. 16, stop listening to this podcast. Agreed. I can agree with that. Yeah. Bye. Uh, Yeah, see ya. (laughs)